Hello and welcome to the You Matter to Christ podcast. Many of our listeners and guests call this podcast an experience because throughout the variety of extraordinary people we have on the show, you'll hear stories of overcoming trauma, hitting record-breaking business goals, people forgiving the unforgivable, and yes, even miracles that will shock and inspire you. On this show, you'll hear from professional athletes, entrepreneurs, and everyday people from all walks of life. Discover the profound truth that regardless of your background or circumstances, you matter deeply to the creator of the universe. You were made for a purpose, and you matter to Christ. Get ready for inspiring stories, personal testimonies, and uplifting messages that remind us of the unchanging love and grace available to all. And remember this, you matter to Christ. Hey everybody, Chad Burmeister, I'm your host of the Living a Better Story podcast. I've got someone with me who uh, is in the stomping grounds where I used to be, which is Southern California, Los Angeles, Hollywood area. And I'm looking at the map where their offices are, and it's right down the street from some of the coolest places that I've ever been. Um, there was a company called DVD Express that changed to Express. They sold DVDs. One of my biggest customers back in the day, 20 years ago at FedEx. And now we're talking to the founder and CEO of Brian Mir of Advertisement. So uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for being thank here. Thank you so much, man. It's crazy. You mentioned Hollywood. Uh, you know, it is, a, it is a crazy place. The stuff that I've seen uh, going on in that neighborhood, uh, it just is, is, I walked out front one day and like NSYNC was right in front of our building doing a concert. I was like, hey, what's going on here? Like, and, uh, and it was all women. It was like no guys in the audience at all. And I was like, all right, I should have been in a boy band. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> right. Well, that's awesome. Um, I'd love to learn how you got to there, but the way I do that for my audience is, tell us about when you're a kid, like where were you raised? What was your passion? Because it helps us to kind of connect the dots, right? When we're a kid, all, after all, when we grow up, quote unquote, we're still just a big kid. Yeah, so true. it helps to understand what were you like when you were a kid? What were you passionate about? Uh, it's awesome. You know, both my parents are nurses. Uh, they met down in Los Angeles and they moved up to Sacramento. So, you know, I grew up there uh, most of my life. I had a cool little house. Front yard was in kind of a, a suburb. Backyard was kind of like a little, uh, like a full blown grassy area. There's a creek. So I spent a ton of time playing outdoors, running around, rope swings, uh, you know, making forts, stuff like that. But you know, as a kid growing up, man, I loved the things I loved were football. Uh, I loved, you know, trying new things or going on adventures or something I'd never done before, getting into trouble. Uh, and then, you know, one thing that was really weird that I always liked as a kid was growing stuff that I would loved planting things like uh, a sunflower. And, you know, coming back the next day and be like, oh, there's nothing there. And next day, nothing. And then forgetting about it and coming back a week and there was a little you know, sprout and then a week more. I always really liked checking on things uh, as they grew. And it was crazy because a lot of that is what led, I think, into what I do today, which is really helping businesses grow um, and helping companies grow. And it's the same sort of thing. It's exciting when, you know, there's a business and all of a sudden, you know, we've helped them and they're double the size and quadruple the size and 10 times the size. And to be right there to be like, oh, these are what we're, these are the things that we're doing that help you grow. 
I, it's just, it's crazy. But yeah, I was, I was a normal kid. Like everyone else, everyone always voted me like the class clown. I was a guy uh, usually up to trouble lighting off smoke bombs or stink bombs and, you know, making people run around and, and laugh and having a good time. Well, if you grew up in Colorado, you probably wouldn't end up growing something else other than <laughs> businesses and advertisements. But, uh, but I, that's a great story. It's, I think it's the first that I've, that I've heard that as a, as a hobby. I was the guy with the magnifying glass when the sun and, you know, lighting the toes of Luke Skywalker on fire. That's I right. Oh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's cool. And now you're helping companies. We talked a little bit how companies use Facebook these days. It's so unique in the advertisements that you can go and say, show me someone who likes Elon Musk. They're a part of a Salesforce user group and they're age 35 to 45. They're male and they're in Southern California. Like you can get so amazingly sophisticated yeah. and, you know, and narrow it down. So I, I hear you. That's, that's really a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, when, when I remember being, even when I was a kid and this was, you know, I remember when the internet came out, there was a time before the internet, but I remember hearing something where they would, people would say advertisers know more about you than you know about yourself. And I always remember, it seems like some weird kind of spooky Thing we're like, well, how would they know more about me than I know about myself? Like, like that doesn't make sense. Are they looking out the window or, you know, are they watching me walk down the street? Like, it was always kind of a weird statement that just seemed kind of creepy. And I think in the world of Facebook, you know, with a lot of actions happening in the digital world or on social networks, you know, a lot of that can be tracked. A lot of it, uh, you know, algorithms and, and, you know, projections can be based off of your actions being like, hey, these are things that we think people are going to like. And when I, when, I, when I talk to people, a lot of times, you know, they get the first comment back is kind of that creepy one, which is, oh, like you guys are watching everything that I'm doing and you're tracking me. That seems kind of weird. And, and I get to see the flip side of that, which is when you open up your Facebook app and I open up my Facebook app, we don't see any of the same ads almost ever. Like you're going to see only ads about the things that you care about, which from a consumer standpoint is actually more awesome. You're like, I'm yeah. not seeing random things that I don't ever care about. It just wastes my time or wastes my life. So it has a, a positive aspect of it. Um, but it is, I always have been kind of a weird thing that people are like, Ooh, I don't necessarily, you know, it's weird that someone's tracking me or doing that, but you know, Facebook just has some incredible tools and, and the value is that, when you're only able to, when you're only spending money on the people that are most likely going to want your business or service, you're more profitable as a business. You're spending less on wasted ads and more on profitable ads, which means you can build and grow your business faster. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Well, I remember there was a, someone told me in the last week that they went to a pet store and, you know, and then they start seeing the pet ads and he was like, yeah, they had to be listening to me on the phone. And I said, yeah, what I understand, and you can probably validate this. It's really the geocoding, right? The Facebook's not listening to every one of my conversations and converting it into text. There's no way. Maybe the government is, but that's a different conversation. But I do believe Facebook certainly can say, oh, wow, Chad was in the pet store for 45 minutes. Yeah, no, I know this has been a fun conversation that I get this a lot at like dinner parties or things like that, where people are like, we know they're, they're listening. Cool. Uh, you know, there's, there's actually probably like thousands of data points that Facebook has on users that are using uh, their systems. And a lot of these got released with uh, the iOS 14 update, where they started to disclose here, all the ways we track you. 
uh, or have the ability to track you, what happens is there's a lot. Uh, one of them is location. Uh, one of them is websites you visited. So even if you Google search something and look at a website, uh, even though you didn't necessarily click an ad or say it, uh, ads can show up. There's, there's a lot of other areas on how Facebook can make those connections to be able to show you ads. But 100%, I, I, people... I, I've seen it happen to myself where I'm like, I just said that out loud and here it is. Like, yeah, right. the microphone on, you know, what's and, going and on? There so. it is, the ad for the, you know, Mastro's Ocean Club. And, oh, that's okay. right, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, so we're talking a lot about technology. We talked about when you grew up with the things you like to do. Um, everybody faces some challenge in life, right? And it, at the time, it feels like the biggest gut punch you could ever get. And then sometimes looking back, you go, whoa, that was amazing. I'm glad that happened to me. Are there any of those that you're comfortable sharing that, you know, that might be beneficial for our audience to hear? Yeah, there's kind of two that I would probably share. The first one was that, you know, growing up in, in kind of high school and stuff, you know, I mentioned the class clown, class clown thing earlier. I lost every election ever. When I tried to run in my class, I was lucky enough to be in a class with, it was kind of like two to two to one girls to guys, which again, it was great odds for me. But when it came for, you know, ever being elected for a class office or something like that, I lost every single one to a girl. Um, and it wasn't until I got to college and there was like a men's fraternity president. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll run for that. And I won, I actually won. Uh, and that's when all of a sudden I was like, oh man, like it wasn't, it was necessarily me, but up till then I had thought maybe I wasn't a good leader, right? Mm -hmm. That there weren't some traits that I have. And I realized, no, I was just in a scenario that was two to one with girls that are going to, you know, vote for their friends. And I was just, you know, it, the circumstances, I, I wasn't going to really win. Um, and so I, I think that, that and, and you they tell yourself me. a story, right? And you yeah. make that story up. And then if you did, if you never fixed the story, then you'd be down that path for the rest of your life. It but is very true. Coming above it and looking down and going, wait a second. That's, that's it, it is very true. And I think a lot of times, you know, you have the ability to rewrite your story. And a lot of times it just takes trying something else or trying again. You never know when one of those doors may open. Um, and all of a sudden you're like, no. And the truth was once I got through uh, and I actually got elected, I still have people this day that will be like, dude, the, the stuff that we were doing when we were in the fraternity, you know, all the events you had and bench press competitions and video games. Like we just did a lot of fun stuff and I was excited to get in there, but you know, I still get people that come back and we had so much fun in college because of all the things that we were doing. Um, and I was like, Oh, it's great. But I would have never known had I listened to that back voice in my head that said, you know, you're not, um, you're not good enough. Uh, you, you, you'll never win those type of things. Um, the other thing that I, I would say is, man, I had, you know, over the course of my career, I've had a, three different businesses that, that I've started. Uh, one I built and grew, uh, another one I built and failed. Um, and I've a thing that's, you know, Ben, you know, we talk about kind of painful moments. I've had kind of three falling outs with business partners. And these are people that one was, uh, one was a, a, you know, two of my best friends. Another one was a really good friend. Uh, we worked together several years. And then one was, you know, my wife that later became my ex-wife. That was, you know, super painful to be like, these were people that, you know, I thought would have my back no matter what, that I thought would always be there. Um, and I, it, it was, it was tough for me to be like, to have to say goodbye uh, to some of these people in the business sense, which is, you know, we may be able to be friends, but when it comes to business, 
we may not be the best fit. And, and I think in business, there's a lot of relationships that, that kind of come together uh, that need to be able to mesh and flow where people understand their roles and who's doing what. Um, and I just, I, I think that's one of the biggest things that when you're starting a business, you know, figuring out who is your partner, who can you work with and do they have traits that might be different than you? Uh, you know, the first business I started, it was two of my best friends. We were all the exact same. So we all did the same work and the work that none of us wanted to do never got done. And we were like, well, why isn't that getting done? And I, you want to do it? I don't want to do it. And so, you know, ultimately the business didn't go very far um, because we weren't, you know, well, we didn't have a good diversity between us on is someone doing the accounting and someone doing, you know, bookkeeping or someone doing other things that has to be done in a business. So I, it was just, it was a lesson that I, you know, I didn't see when I started is the importance of picking those good partners. And also when, when there isn't a good fit, knowing when to say goodbye, that you need to be able to step out of situations where you might be taken advantage of, or you might be carrying the weight of, uh, you know, the rest of a team and they're, they're not interested in, in, you know, adding the same amount of what you're doing, but they're definitely interested in taking the same amount of, of dollars off the table. Uh, yeah, when, I mean, when the benefits come of value through. is a big deal. I've had a yeah. couple business partners very similarly and it's, and, and I've heard, we went to an event with 48 CEOs and every freaking one of them had a similar story. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Let me tell you about the ex business partner. Right, so yeah. defining the lane, figuring out what the yin right. and the yang is right. Cause you can't have yeah. two yins. It's not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's very, very true. You're, you're dead on. And yeah, I just had a meeting with our uh, CRO today and we in fact made some tweaks to say, Hey, we brought you in cause you're the channel guy. You wrote a book on channel sales. Let's redefine the lanes so that we can grow our business to a new level, and we're not both rowing in the same direction, or rowing in the wrong direction, right? Yeah. So now we've got two boats in the water instead of one, and yeah. sometimes that's important to do. So that's neat. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Um, what about you know this this question sometimes is a loaded question, especially when you're on your game and it sounds like you know you're on the sprint now and you're you're doing a lot of things right. Um, so the what would change everything for you question is sometimes hard to ask or hard to answer, right? Because you're like, I'm doing it. <laughs> but is there something that you would you would change in the world that would be awesome for you? Man, in my world or just the world in general? Um, let's go world in general right now, because it, it's interesting times we're living in. We'll uh, for sure. In air quotes on that one. And you know what? If, if there's if there's anything that I could change in the world, I, I do think the pandemic brought around kind of this new wave of just a weird sense of time when people were apart, people, you know, they weren't able to be next to each other. It was a whole new kind of normal that everyone was going into and figuring out. And I just, I, I know a lot of people, at least from my, you know, talking with them were felt lonely or maybe anxious, you know, the, what was normal for them got shifted and changed really quickly. Um, and I just, you know, I'd want to let everyone know that, I, I think you know, you're accepted, you're loved, man. It's okay to be exactly where you're at. If you're not crushing it. And, and I think what happens a lot of times on social media, the downside or the hidden dark side of social media is that everyone's posting the highlights, the mm -hmm. highlight reels. Here I am at this cool party and here I am traveling at this Island. 
and they don't get the parts in between, which is, Hey, I'm going to work to pay for it. Or I'm having a bad day. Like those, those parts don't get posted a lot of times. And, uh, and I think when people are looking at that, it's, it's disheartening when they're like, man, everyone is doing better than me and everyone I'm, I'm nowhere near as beautiful as that person, or I don't have a fancy car like that guy. And, and I just, you know, in social media, you, you have to understand that it's what you see is not necessarily the truth and it's not the reality. And I think it is a hundred percent. What I would say is if I could just put a blanket message out there to be like, it's a hundred percent. Okay. To be exactly where you are. Uh, and man, give yourself a high five for making it this far and just keep going tomorrow and take things day one, one day at a time. I don't I know. Love, it's not really a motivational yeah, thing. Right. No, I mean, it's, it's like the tip of the iceberg, you know, you're, you're dead on. I mean, people could look at, wow, Chad was just on an airplane. He went to Noah's Ark in Kentucky. That's he right, did yeah. this and that. And it's like, yeah, well, I also had a tough Q1 and it kind of right. sucked, you know, and, a, but I'm here and I'm still kicking and clawing, you know? That's right. And I think, you know, I, I think anyone that's around, you know, I've, I've been able to work with a lot of celebrities being in the business world as well. You know, there are days that, are just, you know, you just get bad news after bad news after bad news. You're like, man, why am I doing this? Uh, and then then you also have the high points where all of a sudden something good comes through. And usually that's what you share. So I'll get a lot of friends that'll, you know, call me up and be like, man, you know, you run your own company. That's amazing. Yeah. And I'll be like, no, you don't understand. 15 minutes ago, I, my number one client just told me he wants to leave, or I had to fire four people yesterday because of something, something that happened. And, and so it makes me miserable. I hate doing stuff like that. So, you know, I just, I think the honesty is always important, but you know, it's, it's just tough when a lot of people only see those high points to be like, no, nah, man, the reality's there. Uh, it's, it's not every day is sunshine and rainbows, but just keep moving forward. I met a woman in uh, steamboat not too long ago, mm -hmm. about a year ago, maybe during the ski season. So a year and a half. And we're a friend of mine and I are there up in the mountains and she's the owner of the, of the bar restaurant. Right. And so we're just chatting before everybody comes in for this live band. And turns out she won the lottery for $40 million. And oh, that's they, awesome. And she was like, it was the best thing that happened to me. And it was the worst thing that happened to me. Right. Husband breakup. Cause he wants all the money. Uh, um, all the friends are calling and asking, Hey, I just need a million dollars. It's really right, important. My right. parents need it, whatever. Right. And so, what I said, she went through a lot of counseling over a long period of time to figure it out. And her, her answer, and I go, let me guess, it's just be in the moment you're in. She was like, <laughs> how'd you know that? I was like, cause that seems to me to be all you have is like this moment, yeah. you know, where are you at? What are you doing? And smile about it. I, you know, there were four hours of flight delays the other day. And I was like, yeah, but I'm back in the airport. This is That's awesome. right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who cares? Bring on another two. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'll say that a month from now, but it was super <laughs> fun last week. Um, so let's think about this question. It, and you know, you've probably been asked this before, but if you could go back 10, 15 years and say, hey man, do this one thing a little bit differently, what would you say to yourself? Man, I you know, what would I say to myself? If I could go back, I would probably say this that one you are way stronger than you even realize. Um, like believe in yourself, like just keep taking, taking those swings, uh, taking those shots, you know, go for it, go bigger than what you think you can handle. It was one area that I, I didn't grow up in business, right? I never thought I was a businessman. 
Um, it wasn't until kind of, you know, in college when I started taking business classes and realized I was really good at marketing. Um, you know, my whole life, uh, you know, I, I, I wasn't around any business people. So it wasn't something that I had, you know, uh, there, there was no YouTube around that I could watch, you know, Gary V or other people being like, look at me, this is how I do business to look up to. I only had the people in, in kind of my world. So I think that's one thing that I would say is, you know, you have no idea how strong you are and how much you can endure and how much you have the ability to go through. Um, but keep going, keep pushing, keep swinging for a little bit more. Uh, as if to say, like, imagine you wouldn't fail. Like I'm coming back from the future. You're Things are going to be okay. Go for it a little bit more um, is what I would probably say to myself. Uh, don't, don't hold back uh, and believe in yourself. I, I think a good, a good relation to that would be a lot of times, you know, when, when it came to growing business, there was a lot of times I was really hesitant to maybe take out a loan if I believed in myself where I would go a little bit slower than ha just going out being like, I know I'm on the right track. I know I'm in a great industry. I know things are growing. How do I accelerate this to the moon? Um, and I was on the right path, but I was a little more timid being like, let me just uh, play a little safe or watch. And, and that comes from, I think, losing a business. I, I ran one a hundred percent into the ground where I was like, I can do anything. And I failed it miserably. Uh, and I think, you know, there was some reality that came out of that, but at the same point, there were just some things that I was, I wasn't paying attention to when that one failed. And that was just on me. And I had to realize, look, that's where I made a mistake. Now let's get up and, and keep going. But, you know, I, I do think believing in yourself, uh, and just taking the shots, making sure you, 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 you're as prepared as possible, um, in whatever you can do and, uh, and just go for it. There's a guy named Dan Martell, and he coaches founders and CEOs of software companies mainly. And he's on the board of probably a hundred of them. He's the guy who put on the 48 CEO event in um, British Columbia, Canada at this backcountry ski resort, right? Where it's all snowcats. And what he calls this is you either have dollar problems, $10 problems, $100 problems, $1,000 <laughs> problems. And it's interesting, the further up you get on the scale, and, you know, some people might look at it and be like, holy cow, that's $30,000. Like an example, I'm a yeah. member of this thing called board of advisors. It's 25 grand a year. My wife looks at it and it's four times a year. I go for a week to Sarasota, Florida. And she looks at it like, wait, you mean I, I, that would pay for like half my salary. I don't need that's to right. work if you just ditch that. That's right. And it's, okay. and it's, well, hold on. Let's look at what comes as a result of that. I hired my fractional CFO from there. I've got my controller from there. We've gotten about 10 grand worth of business from there. So it's still not fully paid for, but it's without doing some of those investments, there's no way that you have a million and a half dollar a year company. Yeah. But yeah. people look at those kinds of invest. That's like, wait, that's a car. or That's a year of college for our kids. So it's, it's interesting when you play in a different game and have a different mindset. Oh, totally. And I, I, you know, I, I would say that as well. The, I don't, I think an area that a lot of people hold back in is investing in themselves and, you know, networks, uh, you know, if, if, if you don't network, then you don't work. Uh, you know, that's what that one of my mentors told me that is he was like, there you go, man. That's, that's the truth. Um, and it is, I mean, I would say, you know, the people, you know, people like to do business with people they know. And so being in the proximity of bigger people and and more successful people is probably the quickest way 
uh, you'll ever be more successful is you're around people that are doing good. And they're like, Hey, we want you to do good as well. Let's go. You're, you're in our club, our tribe. Um, and so I think that there is a lot of truth to that. And, and sometimes you get in by who you are, like it's a family member. Sometimes you get in by, you know, pain and be like, I'm going to pay to join a club or paying to join a group because I know there's value on the other side of that. Um, and I, I couldn't agree more. I, I think, you know, it is, it is valuable to make those connections, uh, and to, to have people that are like, you're my guy for X or Y. Um, and I'll call you if I need help. And they, they now have someone that they know and trust. Uh, and that's you. Well, and like, like Kevin Harrington's here, right. From Shark Tank yeah. at this event. And so, uh, there's another guy, Rick Jordan, who puts together a really good software security company. Well, Kevin and him meet over the last couple of times, said, hey, why don't we take you public and let's go buy up a bunch of other software security companies. So now they're public. They made the first two acquisitions and now they're going after a 2040X multiple. Yeah. If Rick Jordan's not in the room, he's not meeting Kevin Harrington and he's not getting funded. So that's right. It's definitely interesting. Okay. Last question for you. And that is around faith. Um, It's interesting, no matter who I ask, like, it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on. It doesn't matter where you're from. It seems to be a common thread in today's world. And so what role does faith play in in your life and in your journey? Yeah, no, I, I grew up in a, a very strict Christian household. Um, and I was blessed. One of the things that I think was was the best about this was um, my parents took me on a lot of volunteer trips where they would go for like a week or two weeks where we would go to Costa Rica or Mexico or Dominican Republic and, and build, you know, churches and schools and orphanages and just get out there in the world and be like, we're going to help build something up. And I think yeah, I was able to do probably about 10 of these from probably about 10 years old to 20 years old. And to be able to see the real world, which is I've already won the lottery, right? I'm in America. Uh, I, I live, you know, I, I'm able to work and in front of a computer and type a little bit in an air conditioned office. And I get paid money for that. And you know, I've got a car and a house like you're I'm already well above most of the people on planet earth. Um, and I think to be able to realize that, to see other people that had very little, but were super happy, you know, get into you know, a lot of American culture is I have a lot of stuff, but I'm really unhappy. And to be able to have that frame of reference my entire life, to be able to go back, to be like, hold on, take a step back. Uh, what is it? Like I get to choose my happiness today, no matter what. Um, and I think being able to, to kind of have that is so critical. You know, when I was, um, it's probably six or seven, I had an older brother who's diagnosed with cancer. And when I got to junior high, he passed away. Uh, and it was nothing more than a random draw the cards. It made no sense. Doctors couldn't explain it. They didn't know where, or how, and it was just something that came through and he fought it for a couple of years and, and didn't make it. And so I think by the, by the time I was in junior high, like I understood life isn't fair, right? Like it isn't going to be fair across the board. Everything isn't going to be in your favor. And I realized I was lucky that in, in the game of life, it was me or my brother, one of us made it through. And so I think that that was something that always stuck with me on that, man, you've got this moment, you've got this, this 
you've got today to be able to go and do the things that you need to do to say the things to the people that there may be something, you know, keeping you guys apart and be like, look, let's just clear the air. Let's get it out. Let's talk it out. Like, well, I don't need to hold a grudge forever and ever. Uh, I want you to be my friend or I don't want you to be my friend. And, and I'm much quicker, I think, to make decisions because I realize life is short and that nothing is guaranteed and I'm not owed anything. Uh, and so that's, I think why I work so hard is I'm like, you know, it could all end tomorrow, it could end later, but you know, I, I'm, I'm grateful for, for what I have. I'm grateful for the opportunities I've had. I'm grateful for the people that are, that work on my team or that work with me. I'm grateful for the companies we get to work with. And I think that that type of attitude goes back a lot towards just helping, I think, being in a happier place across the board. Well, man, I love that. Couple couple thoughts. Jocko Wylink has this video and it says, if it's bad, good. And he's like, I can breathe. I can open my eyes. I, like, no matter what it is, you were fired from your job, good. What can I learn? And it's That's just right. a short three- oh, I love that punchy video right when you're having a bad day you watch this and you wake up and you go okay i'm gonna have a good day my neighbor two days ago passed away from covid just out of the blue uh, yeah. just like you're talking about I, I saw an image on facebook recently where it showed this ramp you know in a nice green field and then people walking up the ramp like going to heaven and it's like you never know what your order is in the number of the line right, right. take a ticket <laughs> And so what do you do today? Like when you're having a bad day, great. Let's go to Vegas and sit out at a pool or I can't afford that. Okay, great. Let's go walk in the mountains. Like yeah, sniff it all in, enjoy it. Talk to someone who cares about you and, and, you know, live. I mean, just live. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, it's, I think, you know, happiness is a choice. And I think realizing how blessed you are and how many, this is one thing I've always heard is, there are people on planet earth that will pray to God for what you have today. Uh, and I think that's something that's always stuck with me to be like in someone else's eyes, I am a billionaire mm -hmm. uh, with the house that I live in and the car that I drive and the computer I get to work on. And, you know, I, there's people that would look at me like, if only I could have that, like I would have everything I've, I could ever imagine um, and, you know, usually people are always looking at, you know, something bigger or more expensive and they're always in a distance, but being able to stop for a minute and realize, I think how blessed you are uh, and, you know, how much God has blessed you uh, is super important. I think for, for people to be able to just remember, uh, you know, I, I, it gets overlooked a lot, <laughs> especially in the social media world, there's always, you know, something bigger and better and flashier people trying to get your attention, people trying to sell you something. Um, but, uh, don't be afraid to just put that phone away for a day and, uh, you know, enjoy life and be thankful for what you do have. That's right. Amen. Well, Hey, I've been talking with Brian Neert from Southern California advertisement. It's advertisement spelled in, I think it's the American way, right? With the S if it was, or, or is S actually the UK way, maybe. Advertisement. I, I don't know. It was the only one available for domain. I don't know, but it looks cool. So advertisement with an S advertise mint mint.com and uh, so if you're looking to do facebook ads i mean these guys work with the best of the best that's out there companies let me see here i saw some earlier flipping a coca-cola inc forbes entrepreneur uh, viacom news egg grant cardone man <laughs> you've got the the laundry list there and i can tell why because you're a good person yeah uh, thanks uh, you know what's you know you know what's up and what's down so 
pleasure getting to know you today. Nice. So I appreciate being on here. Thank you so much for the opportunity. All right, everybody. We'll catch you on the next Living Better Story podcast. Thank you for joining us on the You Matter to Christ podcast. We hope this journey has reminded you of the incredible truth that your life holds immense value and significance to Christ. As you go about your day, may you carry the assurance that no matter what you face, you are deeply cherished and loved. Remember, you matter to Christ. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and share it with others who may benefit from this message. Stay tuned for more transformative episodes where we continue to explore the depth of God's love and grace. Until next time, remember that you are not alone. Christ's love is with you, guiding and strengthening you every step of the way. May your life be filled with hope, purpose, and the knowledge that you matter to Christ.